Hello everyone and welcome to the Atmosphere of Grace and Truth, a podcast designed to unveil to you Jesus in a fresh and supernatural way, to help unveil to you identity in Christ and deepen your relationship with the Holy Spirit. My name is Lockheed David Nkuma. I am the lead pastor of Christ Champion Assembly, Akure, Nigeria. Welcome Alright, by the message of God, we have truly been looking at understanding God. And in the last three episodes, we've been able to contrast between God in the Old Testament and God in the New Testament. And I've been able to show you, you know, from the authority of the scriptures that his nature has indeed truly been consistent, which is in his love. Today we are continuing. And I believe that your life will never remain the same in the name of Jesus. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We give you the praise because you are good and your mercies endure it forever. I ask, O oh Lord God, that you grant everyone that will listen a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Help me to speak as an oracle of grace and let me speak with precision and accuracy and power. Jesus mighty name. Amen. So once again, welcome. Again, I want to thank everyone that has been taking time to listen to this podcast from all over the world. I want to hear your feedbacks. And if you have questions, don't hesitate to send it in. Alright, today as we continue in understanding the nature of God, I want us to look at another important nature of God, which is God's holiness. God's holiness. Okay? We'll be reading from the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 15 and 16. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 15 and 16. Um, Maybe we should even read to verse 17. Okay? Verse 15 says, But as he who has called you is holy, not he there is God, but as he who has called you is holy, be holy. Holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. As it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Now it is interesting you realize that in verse 16 said, Because it is written, that shows that um, Apostle Peter was quoting an Old Testament scripture, which is. Leviticus chapter 11 verse 44 verse 45 Leviticus 19 verse 2 Leviticus 20 verse 7 it's all written there that um, be holy for I am holy so what does it tell us it tells us that another important nature of God is that he is holy in fact the book of Revelation shows us that the 24 elders, the um, the four beasts, the angels always, you know, chants, holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. This is one way they, you know, worship God, chanting the fact that he is holy. And here you see the apostles saying, quoting scripture that where God says, be holy. He holy 
high and holy. Now in verse 15, he said, But as he who hath called you is holy. God is not only love. God is holy. And um, I do know that um, oftentimes um, a lot of people has not come to grab the true understanding of what it means to say God is holy. Okay? And then the implication of saying God is holy. And then how it affects us. Okay? How it affects us. Okay? So, today I want you to know that when we say God is holy, what we are saying is that God is always pure in motive and action. This is very instructive. So when we speak about the holiness of God, we are saying that God is always pure in motive and in action. Pure. Um, because of the want of vocabulary, okay? Um, the word pure means his personality is without any form of guile. Okay? You remember Jesus was speaking about um, Nathaniel. He said, this is the true jewel in whom there is no guile. Okay? The personality of God is without guile. And um, it means that he is just. Okay? Um, from the word justice. That means his actions are just. He is in intrinsically emotive pure. So when we say God is holy, it's important for you to know that God's holiness is too sacred. Too sacred. God's holiness is too sacred. And that is why in the reality, in reality, there is no one that can be holy as God. Now, I know that is a radical statement um, there, that I've just said because a lot of people would want to probably throw stones now and said, how dare you say, especially if you have a legalistic mind, how dare you say, say that no man can truly, because you don't, you don't truly know the holiness of God. If you know the holiness of God, if you know how sacred His holiness is, you would know that truly, truly, no mankind can near his holiness. He is thrice holy, 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 holy. But then you say, but Pastor Lucky, the Bible you've just quoted says, but as he who has called you is holy, be holy in all your conduct, because it is reading, be holy for I am holy. Yes, that's where I've quoted, only you did not pay attention. If you pay attention to what was actually read there, you will realize that it said, As he who has called you is holy, be holy in all your conduct. Really? Why? Because (laughs) you can't even be holy in all your conduct if you don't have a nature of holiness. So, Apostle Peter was challenging 
the saints that because you are holy, now become holy in all your conduct. Let me quickly say this. There is a difference between righteousness and righteous living. Or let me say there's a difference between righteousness and holiness. They are similar, but there is still a thin line of difference. Now, in simple terms, because I often like to simplify things, in simple terms, righteousness means right standing with God. Right standing with God. Now I'm talking about righteousness from the perspective of God's, from God, okay? It means right standing, the ability to stand right with God. That means you are accepted, okay? That's righteousness, you know, when we're speaking about God, okay? Righteousness, right standing with God. And the scripture reveals to us that the righteousness can either come by faith or by the law, okay? But today in the New Testament, we're encouraged that our righteousness should come by faith. Why? Because even if you want to stick with the law, you can truly fulfill all the laws. Are you with me now? Okay, so now what of holiness? Holiness from the perspective of the scripture is righteous living. Righteous living. So if you still want to use the word of righteousness for holiness, then you will call holiness acts of righteousness, whereby um, righteousness in itself intrinsically speaks of the nature of righteousness. So this is about right standing and right living. Okay. A lot of times as Christians, we want to focus on right living before right standing. The truth is that it is actually your right standing with God that will motivate you to live right. Okay. But oftentimes we focus on the external and do not take care of the internal. God is not just holy in his actions. God is holy in his, in his motive. So God has a nature of holiness. Okay. And he transferred that nature of holiness to us through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. So when we become children of God. That means when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, the Bible says in our spirit we are pure. In our spirit we are holy. Okay? Now I'm not quoting, I'm not saying this just off and this is what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24 that our spirit is created in righteousness and true holiness. Okay? So we are as pure. Of course you know that man is a spirit that has a soul and lives in the body. These are the three important compartments of man, spirit, soul, and body. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. So you realize now that he said, all things are passable, beyond everything has become new, not becoming new, become new. So in your spirit, your spirit looks exactly like God, as perfect, as pure, as holy. Now, so Apostle Peter was now challenging and encouraging us because of this new nature that you have, you now have to exemplify it in your conduct because it is how you exemplify it in your conduct that people can truly know that you are holy. Okay, so that's what I say. Be ye now holy as your heavenly father is holy. That 
so that you can truly be a worthy ambassador of God. I hope you understand what I've shared. Okay, so God's holiness speaks of his intrinsic nature of purity in terms of actions and terms of motive. Okay, and God also wants that kind of lifestyle for us. But we can only attain that kind of lifestyle when we accept Jesus and then allow the empowerment of the Spirit to enable us to live right. Okay, and it is possible because when we receive Jesus, we do not only receive his light, we receive his empowerment. We are now empowered to obey. Now, um, one of the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is that in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, we are commanded to obey God. Okay, but in the New Testament, we have been empowered to obey God. I hope you will get that. In the Old Testament, we were commanded to obey God. In the New Testament, we are not just commanded, we are being empowered to obey God. So it's possible, okay? How you do it is by submitting to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And you realize the Bible says, as men that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So holiness is not in terms of what you eat or what you wear and stuff like that. Basically, is you following the leading of the Holy Spirit, okay? And that is reflected in all your conduct because God wants us to truly become salt and light. So let your light, let you have to let it shine so, so that men may see your good works and they will glorify you. Father in heaven. Let me quote it correctly. Say, so let your light so shine before men, not before God, before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Wow, I'm already out of time again today. Okay, so but I believe you have gained something about the holiness of God. We'll continue next week and I trust God to look at God's mercy, the mercy of God. Thank you very much for joining me here today. I'd like to invite as many of you that would love to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Let us have a word of prayer. Say this after me, Lord Jesus. I acknowledge myself as a sinner and I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. With my heart, I believe that you died for me and with my mouth, I confess you as Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom of God. I want to hear from you and I believe that your life will never remain the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I love you. I celebrate you.